You're listening to the Earn That Body podcast, episode number 252. Welcome to the Earn That Body show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. Welcome back. This is the Earn That Body podcast. This is Kim Eagle, and it is Thanksgiving week. Woohoo! I love the Thanksgiving holiday. It is definitely my favorite. It's not just the food, it's kind of the vibe. I love fall season. Things are starting to get chilly again. Sweaters, fireplaces, all of that. I absolutely love Thanksgiving holiday. So today I want to talk to you about tips, about tricks, about things you can do so that you do not feel horrible after that Thanksgiving feast. To me, there is nothing worse than tight pants, needing to unbutton your your jeans at the table, feeling gassy, feeling bloated, feeling terrible the next day. I feel like there's a way to enjoy the holiday without having to feel any of those negative vibes, right? So we're gonna talk about all of that today, and I really hope that you have a wonderful Thanksgiving week. I know it can be a little bit of a crazy week for people. A lot of people will be traveling, and a lot of people have school off, and and schedules get changed and whatnot. It's just, it's a crazy, fun holiday week. I wish you all a good one and a safe one for sure. But definitely, like I said, let's talk about some tips and tricks, because even if you just did like maybe two of these, two out of like 10 of them, I bet you will still feel better than you would if you don't do any of these, right? So I'm excited to go through all of them, but I wanna make sure that you have signed up for the holiday challenge because it is more than half sold out at this point. It is in December and it is fantastic. I've just finished completing all of it and I'm super excited about it. It's a two week challenge. And in the two week challenge, what we do is we try not to gain weight during some of the hardest weeks of December. I give out prizes. You get access to the all new two week six pack program, which is six of maybe the best core videos I've ever done. So at the very least, you'll have a six pack at the end, right? (laughs) Lots of tips and tricks to get the six pack, some nutritional guidance as well. Highly recommend it. Join the team. Anyone can do this challenge anywhere in the world. Like I said, it's it's sort of my favorite two-week challenge that we do for Earn That Body. And I have so many clients at this point who have done it for the last six plus years and everybody looks forward to it. So go to earnthatbody.com. Right there on top, there's a big red button that says Holiday Challenge. Get all of the details there. And now I want to help you with Thanksgiving after this. And now it's time for the Eagle's Eye on Health. These are Kim's quick tips, latest health news, or piece of weekly inspiration. In today's Eagle Eye on Health, I have a real interesting article, especially for my runners out there, but I think it's very applicable to many people. And it says, should runners sub out carbs for cauliflower? And this is coming from Runner's World. You know what I'm talking about, right? The cauliflower rice and the cauliflower pizza crust. Those aren't going away anytime soon, apparently. But how might this be affecting your training as an athlete? Well, according to this article, it's no secret that cauliflower has been having its big moment over the last few years, right? Food manufacturers have discovered that those florets are very adaptable 
and moldable. And these days, cauliflower is used to make so many different carb-heavy foods from pizza crust and pasta to gnocchi and even tater tots. And alongside the bags of frozen peas and corn, you can now find rice made from the cruciferous veggie in the freezer aisle too. And you can even try baking up a batch of muffins using cauliflower flour. Sounds redundant, right? Cauliflower flour. Now, what's the reason behind the cauliflower trend? It generally started with the rise of diets like paleo and keto that steer followers away from eating grains and promote scaling down carbohydrate intake. Want rice, but don't want rice, <laughs> right? Now, there's a low-carb cauliflower sub, and that's what they did is they said, what can we substitute for these things even like rice? But let me tell you something, everyone, and this is what the article says. Carbs are a runner's friend. Carbs are everybody's friend. Healthy carbs, that is, and in moderation. Now, without them, you might feel sluggish, and it's really important to make sure that you're getting in the right amount of healthy carbs. So what are they talking about? Well, cauliflower nutrition facts and benefits are broken down and they say in a one cup of raw cauliflower, nutritional value would be 27 calories, two grams of protein. So it's definitely not what I would consider a protein item. Five grams of carbs, fairly low, right? Um, it does have vitamin C, it does have potassium, phosphorus, magnesium. It's low in calories, it's high in fiber. And yeah, that makes for a great food in terms of making you feel full and a low calorie diet. Now, although low in calories, cauliflower contains many important nutrients, like I said, vitamin C, even folate, antioxidants, electrolytes, and folate helps convert carbs into energy, and electrolytes regulate muscle contraction and the balance of fluids in your body. Now, research suggests that higher intakes of vitamin C may actually slash the risk for heart disease and could help reduce the severity or duration of the common cold, especially they said for runners. Now, one study in the journal called Stroke found that for every 25 gram increase in the daily intake of white vegetables and fruits, about a fourth of a cup, they say, of cauliflower, the risk for suffering a stroke dropped by 9%. Another investigation showed that higher intakes of isothiocyanates, which are potent antioxidants found in these cruciferous vegetables, can slash the chances of even potentially developing bladder cancer. But just keep in mind that studies like these looked at, what do you think? They looked at consuming the whole form of the food, right? Not the processed version of the flu food that you're getting when they turn it into linguine or cauliflower or cauliflower chicken wings or even that cauliflower dough in your pizza. So should runners sub out grains for cauliflowers? Well, let me ask you this or let me tell you this. One cup of cooked rice has about 205 calories and 45 grams of carbohydrates. A cup of cauliflower rice has 40 calories and eight grams of carbohydrates. Now, if you're looking to lose weight, 
then you're probably looking at that stat and thinking, well, that's all good, right? But you should be cautioned that if other dietary habits are not changed, cauliflower-based foods themselves, they're not a magic food that's going to just initiate weight loss. It needs to be part of an overall wholesome, balanced diet that factors also into other lifestyle habits like exercise and even sleep. So just because you've now swapped out your pizza dough to cauliflower dough might not mean you're actually losing any weight, right? Now, the question you need to ask yourself, are these more processed forms of cauliflower nearly as nutritious as eating the whole vegetable? Perhaps it's best not to think of cauliflower pizza crust as counting towards a daily serving of vegetables if it's made by also adding a whole lot of Parmesan cheese and then deep frying it, right? When you cook products like cauliflower rice, there will be some loss of nutrients for sure. If your goal is not weight loss, but rather running performance, cauliflower-based products don't have and should not replace your beloved pasta like spaghetti or even rice that you need when you're carb loading for races or even potentially refueling after some of your longer workouts. Reducing the overall intake of carbohydrates to a level lower than what the body needs to support training stress can prove to be very unhealthy to your physical and mental health, not to mention it can actually sabotage your workouts, all right? Now, for instance, eating cauliflower breadsticks with your pre-race dinner maybe, it could leave your carb stores definitely on the very low end and that could result in less than stellar performance the next day. Instead of eliminating starchy carbs like pasta and bread and replacing them with a cruciferous vegetable, it might be better for my runners out there, my endurance athletes, or even just someone who loves to work out a lot to really focus on consuming appropriate portions and then incorporating cruciferous vegetables on the side to bulk up your meals, all right? So bottom line, the cauliflower craze, it's probably not going away, (laughs) especially with the trend of people eating more vegetables with plant-based diets, although, I'm sort of still amazed at how many clients I get that come to me. They tell me they eat a plant-based diet. What they actually mean is that they don't eat meat, but then I look at their food and they don't really eat vegetables either. (laughs) That's definitely not a plant-based diet. But there's nothing wrong with eating one or more of the endless iterations of cauliflower, including a slice of cauliflower crust pizza or some version of the veggie, but... Just know it in itself is not going to help you lose weight. It is not going to give you a lot of the benefits that healthy carbs are going to provide. And it's not necessarily as nutritious when it's in a processed form. So, you know, a lot of times like there's this, um, there's a vegetable pasta that I get sometimes at Trader Joe's. It's in all these beautiful colors. And really I only get it because it doesn't have dye added to it. They use a lot of the vegetable coloring, but I'm not eating that thinking, well, then I'm getting my vegetable in. Like that, the amount of vegetable in some of these kinds of processed foods where they say it's like made from cauliflower, made from the the amount of fiber in those is usually like nil, like 
barely anything. So I never ever would use anything like that to count as my vegetable, and maybe you shouldn't either. And I just also want you to know that it's always going to be best if you can eat the actual vegetable in its full, beautiful form, because that's how the body truly knows how to digest it properly and what to do with those nutrients. So there you go. If you're a cauliflower over carb kind of girl or guy right now, just know that I wouldn't call them equal and I wouldn't say that the cauliflower crust is necessarily better than a regular crusted pizza. All right. Let's talk about Thanksgiving. Let's talk about my top 10 tips for a healthier Thanksgiving. I did a blog about this last year, and I have to say, it just holds value every single year. But even if you read that blog a year ago, and I even wrote it, right, a year ago, and then when I went to go ahead and review it, I was like, oh my God, I forgot that one. Oh, it's good to remember this one. And it just helps to hear all of these right before Thanksgiving Day. If you are trying to not gain five pounds on the big day, or you just wanna feel good and not feel crappy after you have your Thanksgiving feast. So let's just jump right in. Top 10 tips to enjoy Thanksgiving without being gassy and bloated. Number one, what I recommend you do is that you eat a normal day of food on Thanksgiving day. I never want you to starve yourself all day in anticipation of eating a whole lot of calories at that Thanksgiving feast. What you do not want to do is to go into that Thanksgiving feast starving, all right? Because once you once you hit starving, all bets are off. There's nothing you can do. You're gonna eat everything and everything in sight. Um, healthy, not healthy, doesn't matter what your goals are, or how good your willpower is. If you are starving, all bets are off. So what I want you to do, I want you to eat your normal breakfast, a snack, your normal lunch, and potentially another snack after lunch before you even hit that dinner. Show up for your Thanksgiving feast, ready for dinner, but not starving for it. Number two, I want you to have a normal day of exercise. So many people think that if they go work out for three hours that morning, that they can eat anything they want Thanksgiving night. But I'm sorry, it doesn't work that way. And I think you've probably already proved that to yourself. Have we not all? I mean, I used to try it back in the day. I'm just gonna work out so much that I eat everything I want. And then the next day I was always like three to five pounds up, right? It doesn't work that way. You cannot work off a bad diet and you want to work out, yes, but you don't want to overtrain that day because if you do that, you are more likely to be even more starving by the time that Thanksgiving feast comes around and it just means you're gonna eat even more and it's not gonna balance out as well as you think. Oh, I burned more, I can eat more. Just have a normal one hour workout. Now, if you wanna make it a little more intense, make it a cardio workout. At least that way you are gonna burn a few more calories than you would in a strength training workout. But honestly, one hour, that's all you need to do. Make it one good workout and then be done. The third thing you can do is you should have a plan. If you are trying to watch your weight, I want you to go into this dinner with a plan. Literally, think right now about what holiday foods you enjoy the most and which things you can easily skip. If there's a particular food item that you always overeat, 
Maybe tell a friend, your partner, your spouse, your child, ask them to help you not go back for seconds this year. Sometimes just telling someone to help you is all you need to help be accountable, right? And while you're at it, tell your partner now how many cocktails you're going to have and commit to it as part of that plan. Number four, skip the appetizers. Again, if you're trying to watch your waistline, I recommend you skip the many appetizers that might be out and save those calories for dinner. If I told you how many times I ate all the cheese and all the crackers and all the veggies and all the dip and all the appetizers that were always at our house, my mom made the most beautiful Thanksgiving every year and she would put out so many hors d'oeuvres and appetizers when people got there. And I would eat all of them, like absolutely all of them. I was honestly always full before dinner even started, right? And those were the days I always felt so uncomfortable during dinner, after dinner. So skip the appetizers if I were you. You won't regret it. You'll never look back and be like, God, I wish I ate more last night. I don't think anybody's ever said that, right? You'll be so proud of yourself. Skip the appetizers. Save it for the feast. Number five, let's talk about the water to cocktail ratio. If you really wanna feel awesome the day after Thanksgiving, I do want you to limit your alcohol intake. And you already now have told your partner or friend how many cocktails you're gonna commit to, right? Because that, that in itself will definitely help you. And now just commit to one glass of water with every cocktail that you do have on your plan. This is not only going to help hydrate you, it's going to help fill you up. The more full you are, the less likely you are going to overeat. So water to cocktail ratio, one to one, make it happen. You will not regret it. Number six, the one plate rule. Let's face it, team. You're going to be full after one plate of food. I mean, one plate of food is probably a pretty full plate, right? So do you really need more? Well, of course you might want more because everything tastes so darn good. I mean, I am definitely guilty of going back for more because it, uh, my, I love stuffing. I love Thanksgiving stuffing. And I love my, my grandmother's old cranberry mold she used to make. And I could just go back and back and back, not because I'm hungry, but because it tasted so good. But if you're not hungry, we gotta just commit to that one plate rule and not go back for seconds. One plate is already likely more than one serving. <laughs> so if you fill up your plate, and I'm not talking piled like six feet high, just a normal plate of food, it's really all that you need. And so commit to having one plate and then be done. Number seven, slow down and let's be more present. A really great way to help you with the one plate rule is to slow down and really settle in and be present in where you're at and who you're with and what you're doing and how you feel. I mean, how often do you fill your plate, eat super fast, and before you know it, the plate is empty and you don't even really remember it and you're already getting up to go get more. Instead, let's slow down, 
Let's savor each Thanksgiving serving that you put on your plate. Let's be present in every bite. Let's really taste it and enjoy it. When we can do this, we can actually feel when we start getting full. And when we are speed eating and not present at all, we don't even check in to see what we feel like. And it's usually too late. We've already unbuttoned our top button of our jeans, wish we wore an elastic band, and are headed back for seconds. (laughs) Slow down. Be present. Number eight. Dessert your desserts. Well, not entirely. That would be terrible. We've got to enjoy something, right? But do you really need all of the desserts? Could you pick one and have a small serving or a sliver of two desserts? You're not even hungry at this point, right? Like, let's face it, we're definitely full. So just have the taste and throw the napkin on the rest. Have a little bite, right? Or maybe you and your partner share and then you just kind of push it back to your partner. You don't have to eat the whole thing is what I'm saying. I think a few bites of this one, a few bites of that, and you're probably good to go. So I'm not telling you not to eat your dessert, but maybe share your dessert or maybe just have a little sliver or a little bite, but I don't know about you and I don't know what your Thanksgiving is like, but like again, at my Thanksgivings when I grew up, there was an apple pie and a pumpkin pie and then someone brought brownies and someone brought that, and there were so many things that now you not only had your plate full of food, but afterwards you had an entire huge plate full of desserts. It's a little overkill. I don't think you need that much. Number nine, hot tea. You're probably thinking, what? Hot tea, what? Yes, if you can have a cup of hot tea after this huge meal, you might just aid digestion along more than you think. Even plain hot water can truly help your digestion. It's soothing and it might just make you feel better if you did eat a little too much, which I know you're not going to, but in case you do, a little hot tea, a little hot, water even, like I said, it can really help with digestion. Please make sure it's herbal tea so you're not up all night. I don't want you to email me and say, well, I I had black tea after Thanksgiving and then I didn't sleep. (laughs) Don't have anything with caffeine. Make it herbal. You can have hot water with a little lemon in it as well. Works great, but it might just help you digest a little faster and feel a little better. And number 10, your finale of tips and tricks. I really, really want this for you this year. I want you to enjoy the company you're with because last year, not many of us got to celebrate Thanksgiving with our friends, with our families due to COVID, right? Thanksgiving is a holiday that's typically about giving thanks and being thankful for all the blessings we have been given. This year, let's really take the time to enjoy the people that we get to share this holiday with, our family, our friends, count all your blessings that you have. Because when you can focus on that instead of just the Thanksgiving food, it really and truly can change the dynamic of the holiday for you. And it can be so much better, so much warmer, so much everything when you really can appreciate the company that you're with. So these are the 10 tips I personally follow. 
Um, if you can give these a try and even accomplish two of them, three of them, or even half of them, you're likely to feel a whole lot better the Friday after Thanksgiving than if you had not tried any of them, right? I truly wish you and your loved ones the very best Thanksgiving this year. Like I said, I mean, last year was, it, it was a year. <laughs> and so many of us missed out on being with family. So I hope that everybody can be with their loved ones this year. Make it a wonderful holiday. Make it a healthy holiday. Have fun. Stay safe. There will not be a podcast episode next week post-holiday, but there will be a great one the week after that. And I will see you then. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube. 